My brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ our Lord, what a way to raise Christ from the dead by bringing three people into the fullness of the church, by them receiving the, the tenets of faith, and the, the first of their sacraments, and, and of course the, the sacrament of all sacraments, the Eucharist, which they will receive shortly. Now we'll carry them through their journey of life. So I congratulate Matthew, and I congratulate Judith and Daniel. So for a young priest like me, it's pretty darn exciting. I remember a story that took place in the 30s, the early 30s, during the Depression. And it was a story about a family, a very close family, large family. And the father had gone off to find work, and he had been gone for a long time, and all the story is filled about this time while he's supposed to come home by Christmas Eve. The story actually takes place on Christmas Eve day, and they're waiting, and they're waiting, and they go out searching for him, and they can't find him. They're fearful, they're worried, there's a longing in their heart for his return, and then suddenly, he shows up at the front door, and exuberance and joy fill the house. Indescribable peace and happiness are there. All of a sudden, everything is way as it's supposed to be. The world is made whole again. The Father is in the house. We are safe. We are whole. We've journeyed through Good Friday and the loss of our Lord in the tomb as He rested there. And we can see by the story in the Gospels that the apostles and the women were longing, longing for their loved one that they had been with for three years. Oh, how they loved Him. How they felt so safe for him, with Him. But He kept telling them, you know, I'm going to go away, but then I'm going to come back. But they forgot. In three, I'll tear, you'll tear this temple down, he says. In three-day time, I will rebuild it, he says. But they don't remember. Then he comes out and says, the Son of Man is going to be handed over and crucified, but he will rise on the third day. John says that Jesus said it three times, but they forgot. So overcome with grief, with loss, the longing for the one that they thought was going to take them into the, into the, the earthly kingdom was not in their midst. Saturday must have been a hard day for them, the Sabbath. While the world rested, our Lord west, rested in the tomb. There was probably quiet talk going on among themselves. Longing, wondering what would happen. And then all of a sudden, there in their midst, an angel flashes, moves the stone. The myrrh-bearers arrive. And they, he, the, man, the angel says, I know who you're seeking, Jesus, but he's not here. He's risen, just as he told you. Go look in the tomb. He's not there. And then go tell the disciples. They're still unsure what to make of it. 
They're stunned just by the fact that an angel was there and all this took place. And so they rush in haste to go back and tell the apostles. But on their way, Jesus suddenly is in their midst. Peace be with you, he says. And they instantly fall down and begin worshiping him. Oh my gosh, the indescribable joy that must have been experienced by those women. The indescribable joy that must have been experienced by the apostles in the upper room. The world was right again. Everything was whole. We're safe because our Lord is with us. Jesus had said in John's gospel, he was talking about the commandment of love. And he says, I tell you all these things about this commandment of love because my joy will be in you and your joy will be complete. My joy will be in you and your joy will be complete. The joy that those women found when they came across our Lord and the way back to the disciples was not just their own personal joy, it was Christ's joy. The apostles, when they were up in the room, when they experienced joy, it was Christ's joy perfecting their joy. It wasn't a joy known by the world. It was the joy that comes only from Christ. The peace that he gave to them all was not the peace of this world, but the peace that only comes from God. A peace, a joy, which the world cannot take away from us. Our resurrection, our Lord's resurrection, and our resurrection, we participate in that joy and that peace that Christ came to give, and we partake of. How do we respond? The very fabric, what well, in the very fabric of our faith is the resurrection. Without the resurrection, we don't have the Christian faith. But it's because of the resurrection that Adam has been saved. It's because of the resurrection that you and I have new life. And it's because of the resurrection, now our future has a beautiful destiny. Life in the kingdom of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I asked, how do we respond to that? With thanksgiving, with Eucharistia, with the Eucharist. And so we gather here at this celebration on the feast of our risen Lord and take part in the body and blood of our Lord in the Eucharist. And we use our toss, risen bread, because Christ is risen. And we commune with our God, the very one who rose from the dead. Our joy and peace can never be taken from us because our joy and peace comes from Christ. It is certainly the day of a resurrection. And, oh, people, let us be enlightened by it because our Passover is the Lord's Passover. And we have crossed from death to life. What a joyous day to celebrate to celebrate the sacraments of baptism, chrismation, and the Eucharist, 
all made possible because Christ rose from the dead. I'm just giddy myself to be a part of it. Even though I'm not worthy, I get to participate in it nonetheless. Let us give thanks this day. And let us express our thanks in the Eucharist as we receive the Lord risen from the dead.